You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? It's week 11, and we can't kick off week 11 without some fantasy football notes, plays, sits, starts, best bets, picks, all kinds of different stuff, and we are relying on the guru, the Orange Arrow, a.k.a. Derek Davis. I'm Anthony Cazenza. This is the Orange and Black Insider, part of the Cincy Jungle Podcast Network, bringing you a one of our, our most fun episodes of the week where we talk a little fantasy football and we get to review how smart or unwise we are in a given <laughs> week. Uh, and I think both Derek and I are running on a little bit of fumes at this point in time. We're, we're, we're fueling up on some of our caffeine and different things mm-hmm. like that. But uh, Derek, good to see you, my friend. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How, how are you? Uh, I'm Okay. I'm okay. I got some where I told you before we took the air, I got some work going on at my house here. So there may be some intermittent drilling or hammering, or I don't know what's mm-hmm. going, what's going to be going on in the, uh, in the interim, but otherwise I'm doing okay. And yes, I don't want to rub it in. I'm already seeing Chris Hubbard <laughs> talk about it. Congratulations on the big win. Yep. I, I did. I did get you last week and uh, yep. we can, we, can I, we won't dwell on that, but we do have the league and this week, to to talk about as well as some other fantasy football plays and whatnot but uh good to see you my friend um it feels like it has been a long time since the cincinnati Bengals have played football did you make it to that browns game were you at that one unfortunately yes yeah yes i I I was you were yeah that was a hard one that one that one hurt that one hurt it really did almost as much as my fantasy loss last (laughs) week I didn't bring it up. You did, but hey, look. <laughs> I, I, we said this last night on our uh, on our show. John and I we talked about it. The Bengals, and we're going to focus in on some of these players, particularly with the the Raiders and the Bengals this week, and what that means fantasy football wise. But it's really weird, man, because last week or going into this week rather, and I'm, I'm looking at this matchup. You go back over these past, these teams' past two games, right? And granted, the Bengals, mm-hmm. you got to go a little further back with the bye. But Bengals travel to New York, play the Jets in a game that they are favored, they lose. They come back home, host a division rival in which they have a close record with at this point in time, they get pounded at home. The Raiders, yeah. two weeks ago, they go to New York to play the Giants in New York as favorites. They lose that one. Disappointing. They come back home, host the Chiefs and get shellacked at home. It was close for a little bit, but get shellacked at home with uh, by the Chiefs in Las Vegas, and both teams now are 5-4 and four and desperate for a win and are have really, really similar trajectories. The way Derek Carr started the season, the way Joe Burrow started the season. Um, yep. You know, obviously the Raiders have had a lot more to deal with off of the field than the Bengals have, um, I guess, from a Bengals per- perspective thankful on that front but um you know the, the Raiders have had their hands full with a lot of different things there but it's just weird man how how many parallels these two teams have as they get set to clash this week yeah it really is and like Anthony said it's crazy how similar or not Anthony sorry what, what John said um it's crazy how similar uh Derek Carr and Joe Burrow have been uh up to to date mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to get to uh, some some players specifically 
to look at and potentially play or sit this week, and some of which are going to center around the Raiders and the Bengals. We've got a couple of other players we want to talk about, kind of give a snapshot of one of the leagues that we are in here, talk about the lines and, uh, you know, a, a couple of other things before we hop on out of here. And of course, if you have questions for us, namely Derek, the Orange Arrow, leave those in one of the live chats here. We'll try and get to as many of those. If you have a trade scenario, if you have any kinds of different fantasy football questions, what kind of betting and hey, I'm already seeing Ty and Brown in our Facebook chat saying uh, he is on his way to the airport to go to Vegas now. Maybe you're going to Vegas to place a couple of bets or what have you. If you got some questions yep. on some things this weekend, uh, let's you know let's let's have at it and and let's talk about it. So um, before we get to questions, before we get to some specific players and things of that nature, let's do a quick recap on some of the things we talked about last week and how we did. If you do not mind, good sir. Yeah, absolutely. Um, last week we had um, we actually had a couple players uh, do do all right for us. Um, Mo Alec Cox, I he was tight in twenty, and we had mentioned him. I can't remember if he uh, if he ended up scoring a touchdown or not, but I don't think he he fared too well. And then the other guy we had was uh, Hunter Renfro, which he got you. 15, 16, 17 PPR points, you'll take that every day of the week. But for some reason, he still finishes uh, wide receiver 41 on the week, which, I mean, if if I'm getting 17 points from wide receiver wide receiver 41, I'll take that every day of the week. So, And then uh, a couple guys we, we suggested on the sits was uh, Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett. I know it was uh, – everybody was saying Russell Wilson's back ahead and start him up but that was just it was a weird game and it seemed like they might have started him a week or two too early because he just he did not look like the same Russell Wilson we are all used to knowing and loving well obviously coming back from that injury and even all of the phantom uh, huddles and phantom walkthroughs <laughs> that we've seen Russ Russ do in in the interim during his injury. None of that could really prepare him for live game stuff and and what to expect there. I, I mean, I expect that Russ will be back to form down the road. Just obviously shaking off some rust there. Uh, rust, not rust. Say shaking off some <laughs> rust there. Uh, see, yeah. I'm so tired of making these dumb pun jokes here. Uh, look, <laughs> there are so. Those are some of the the hits that we had in terms of uh, some of your advice. Do we have any misses or uh, a couple of misses or misfires there in terms of things we suggested, games, sits, starts, etc., that uh, maybe backfired a little bit? Yeah, um, I, I don't mean to call the, you uh, out, but I mean, no, no, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> if if we're going to talk about the good ones, we're gonna, we got to talk about the bad, right? So I I had suggested starting. Um, Matt Ryan and and he just it was just it was weird last week. Oof. He just really did not look like Real himself. Yeah. So um, that was one of them. And then uh, DeAndre Swift was another one against against Pittsburgh. I thought I thought that that was going to be a tough play, but you know they didn't score a whole lot of points. But he was extremely extremely involved, and for some reason, you know. Pittsburgh, it seems like they're a team that you can't run against, but for for um, for Detroit, that was like the only thing that was working for him. So he he ended up doing pretty well. So I'd have to say that one that one did pretty well. Yeah. So the uh, Swift is is interesting in that entire game, albeit just borderline unwatchable football. That Lions yeah. and Steelers yeah. game. The the interesting thing there, the Lions at the at the start of the fourth quarter had 200 rushing yards against Pittsburgh, 200 with a quarter mm-hmm. to play. I, I I couldn't in Pittsburgh, uh, I couldn't believe yeah. it. And that game, however ugly that it was, and it was very ugly. Um, you know, it, it it Swift. I just felt really bad for him because he truly is on a team with just. I feel like he can be an elite back or at least a very good back in this league he catches the ball well he runs well there is just like no help on that team and so you know he just gets keyed on on a lot of different a lot of different facets I have him and I think a couple of my leagues 
because I really like him. But, you know, when you see – and I like Amon Ross St. Brown, but I like Amon Ross St. Brown as a guy who's like – maybe maxes out at a, as a number two wide receiver, a good number right. three wide receiver. Um, you know, and, and so I, I, they need a lot of help. Goff looked just rattled. Uh, they weren't getting a lot of receiving help. So that team just, you know, unfortunately, they just need a lot more a lot more roster talent. But it all benefited the Bengals because the Ravens lost in Miami on a short week after engaging in an over a long overtime game against the Vikings the prior Sunday. Then you have the Steelers tying the Detroit Lions and you have the Browns getting shellacked by the Patriots, all adding up to a quality bye week for the Bengals where I think they were at the number 12 spot or number 10 spot in terms of seeding of the AFC playoff picture. It bumped them up to eight, just right outside looking in. So um, a good opportunity for them this week as they play the Raiders. We've got, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got a couple of, I think a couple of questions. We'll take some of those as we go forward here. Um, so let's talk individual players and, and sit starts this week. If you do not mind, Derek, uh, here's a question from Dylan in our live YouTube chat. Uh, start Corderell if he plays or Renfro. Now this is this is, and we're going to talk Hunter Renfro a little bit more here. So this is a nice segue, but um, let's kind of focus in on Corderell Patterson. Um, look, this is obviously a a Vegas team that has needed to adjust um and uh needed to do different things because of the rugs henry rugs situation and the addition of deshaun jackson but um with this here kind of focus in if you would more on Cordero patterson for the time being because we're going to talk a little bit more on hunter renfro and i guess we could follow up with that uh right after we we answer dylan's question here yeah so um it, i was just scrolling through um consensus ranks for this week, and it looks as if they're ranking him as if he's not going to play because I'm not seeing him. If he plays, he's a top 20 uh, running back, top maybe even top 12, uh, just because of the the you know passing game work that he gets. But yeah, see, I'm all the way down to running back 50, 58 is where they've got him ranked. So they are ranking him as if he is not going to play this week, but. The good news is, is he plays tonight. So if he plays, put him in there. If he doesn't play, you there know, you go. <laughs> switch it over. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he does have two uh, rushing touchdowns this year. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I want, I'm trying to look up his, um, are they using him as a kick returner again as well? Uh, Cause he has always excelled Ooh. at that. Um, I'm, tr- I'm trying to look up the, uh, again, he's dealing with the ankle injury that is um, making this a little tricky this week. I'm trying to I see, you know, rushing. He also does a little bit in the pass passing game as well. Mm-hmm. I'm just not seeing. I'll have to look, yeah, look I up can some of look that, that up because I've actually I'm actually in a league where you get return yards, which right. Don't Some ever do have that. that. I'll just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it is so week to week. You know, you're just trying to. You, you're trying to figure out you're trying to understand something that you can't hardly understand and it's it is crazy but yeah i'm not seeing yeah. any any sort of a return yardage on him yeah really though i mean if he he's always been a guy that can add that dimension though as well so yeah. whether you get return yards or whether you get you know obviously uh points for you know, touchdowns, et cetera. I don't know why you would have the Atlanta defense or special teams in particular, but um, if you have him, you know, if he does pop one in the return game, which he has done in the past for sure, he's been a, a lethal return guy. Um, that's something mm-hmm. to add in there, but yeah, you got to monitor that ankle injury. They do, as you said, play, I, I believe this evening, right? That's the, that's the Thursday night game. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Falcons so here we Falcons. go. Um, the last time he did any sort of returning, Week one, he had one kick return. Week two, one. Week three, two, three. Yeah. So he's kind of he's kind of doing kind of what Pac Man used to do yeah. for for us. Yeah. Yep. You know, he's getting one, two, maybe three a game. Yep. Kind of just say, hey, let's try and see if we can get one big spark. You know, on a on an off chance here. Uh, right. That brings us to 
the next uh, kind of the next part of the question. One of the guys we were going to bring up anyway with the Bengals and the Raiders game kind of central focus here with, uh, you know, with, with a big AFC clash this week. Um, Hunter Renfro, a guy, you know, last night on our on our show, John Sheeran and myself talked a, a bit about him and how really he's kind of become one of their biggest weapons behind Darren Waller. He's a guy that can move the sticks. He's really shifty. There was a great video of him. Uh, I forget what cornerback it was, but he put someone just on their heels and I think uh, scored a touchdown last week um, or, or one yeah. of the recent weeks. I can't really remember which one it was. But at, at any rate, it was a great move, and it really shows exactly who he has always been from his time in college all the way through the pros, a savvy route runner, twitchy, and uh, just finds ways to get open, a really, really smart and good football player is Hunter Renfro. What what do you think this week, especially with Ruggs being out, Deshaun Jackson still being new to, to the system? Um, they do have Darren Waller, and I want to talk about him as well, but Hunter Renfro this week, the Bengals still don't have Trey Waynes. They do have Mike Hilton. He's been up and down in coverage this year, but he still has been a solid addition. Um, you know, you've got others like Trey Flowers and Vernon Hargraves now in, in, waiting in the wings. But uh, I don't know. What, what do you think here in terms of Renfro being played this week? Yeah, so they, they have um, – you know, they call him third and Renfro because he's, he's kind of <laughs> like, like Tyler Boyd was when, when A.J. Green, you know – got hurt or one of our other, you know, when T Higgins got hurt, he, he became that, that alpha guy and it's just getting peppered with targets left and right. And he just, he's been reliable for, for Derek Carr. So I, he right now consensus rank, he is um, wide receiver 23 on the week. And it just seems like that that's going to kind of, he's going to keep that up and, as much as I hate to say it, that's kind of where I where I see him finishing. Okay, so uh, you know, again, maybe a a good player like you mentioned earlier for PPR leagues. Um, yes, you know, yes. just you know, getting. I think I think they're going to try and uh, you know, Derek Carr. He started off really well this year, and I think you know, losing a a coach that is kind of a little bit of a quarterback guru in, in Gruden and other facets, obviously losing rugs, the deep threat. Um, you know, these are the things that are going to affect his play and affect what he does on the field. And so maybe a bit more of a shorter controlled passing game where Renfro is mm-hmm. a focal point and, and a PPR league play. I, I think that would be a solid, solid play. Um, we just don't really know yep. how the Bengals are going to defend him this this week. And, I mean, you, you could use uh, Jesse Bates. You could use Vaughn Bell. Obviously, Mike Hilton's going to be in the mix there. But I think it's going to be kind of a by-committee type of situation, I would think. Yeah, and one, one of the hard, the hardest part is going to be um, – I think they're probably just going to going to keep everybody. They're not going to you know have Cheeto follow Rimpro or, or do anything like that because – they do have Deshaun Jackson getting more acclimated into the system, so they're they're still going to have that deep threat. Yeah, you know, Deshaun isn't that kind of guy that can play 80, 90% of snaps like he used to be able to, but you know, he's still got that that deep threat ability and it's gonna be it's gonna be really hard. And it'll be actually it'll be interesting to see how they how they choose to uh, defend this team. So a couple of interesting ones, and this is another player we were going to focus on this week. You see the great one on YouTube asking, uh, well, just kind of saying that the Raiders are horrible against the run, so a lot of Joe Mixon. Uh, and then, of course, you've got Mr. and Mrs. Pyro saying uh, starting defensive tackles will be back for the Raiders this week. They've been banged up there. So, okay, so there's some give and take here. I do think regardless, this is a big week for Joe Mixon. And, you know, you look at his – overall statistics i think he's been in the end zone 10 times already this year between rushing and passing uh yeah you know, passing quiet game. quietly having a a um i want to say breakout year but it seems like he's having that that year that week or year after year after year everybody's been saying that he could have it seems like he's he's definitely having that this year and uh yes raiders are actually uh ranked 24th against yep. the run or against running backs, so 
So yeah, that that's really good. And then um, they're actually they're actually rated pretty high against receivers. And then uh, I think they're they're rated sixth against receivers, and then thirty first against tight ends. So um, yeah, that that keeping the short passing game to guys like uh, CJ Uzama and Joe Mixon will be will be key in this game for sure. And obviously, even though I think he was on a, a stint on IR, but and now not even on the team, the loss of Damon Arnett playing yeah. a factor into what Las Vegas wants to do. Undoubtedly, Jamar Chase will be keyed on. So a guy like Joe Mixon seems like not only for the Bengals to get a victory, but also from a fantasy football perspective, a guy like Joe Mixon doing different things in the passing game and as a, as a runner, as well mm-hmm. as a CJ Uzama, a Tyler Boyd, some of the guys normally down the pecking order in terms of the passing attack and other other areas, this may be a week to to look to play them. But I just immediately I said, you know, just coming out of the bye, you know, there's a lot of talk about Joe Burrow throwing interceptions and and among the league leaders in that category. Um, it just seems like, like you said, the Raiders 24th, 25th against the run in terms of overall team rushing yards allowed. It seems like a big week and a good week to get Joe Mixon going. Yeah, um, let's see, nine receptions, 101 yards, and a receiving touchdown last week for Daryl Williams. So, if we can get if we can get somewhere in the ballpark of that, that would be fantastic for Joe. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is you know the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So one guy that is obviously a big, big threat and, uh, you know, I hate to just kind of, this is a Bengal centric podcast though. So I guess, I guess we got to kind of focus in on what's going on with the Bengals uh, a little bit there. Uh, Look, one of the guys that is a focal point of the Raiders offense, I was a little surprised in terms of what I the lack of stats I kind of saw from Darren Waller um, in, in recent weeks, he's got two touchdowns on the year. I kind of felt like he it just seemed like he was a guy that was going to be a little bit more explosive in terms of what I saw from the stat sheet, but still a threat. I think he was a wide receiver in college. They still split him out wide as a wide receiver at times is technically a tight end, but a guy that is a threat. The Bengals traditionally have had trouble, even in this 
season um, where, where the defense has played a bit better. There have been some issues with tight ends. It's been a lot better, but this is a guy that is a matchup nightmare. I don't know who the Bengals will use last night. John Sheeran talked about maybe a larger corner and Trey flowers being kind of a guy they, they, that you match up uh, with. Maybe it's Bates may, I, you know, it's again, maybe a, a by committee type of situation, but what do you think about Waller this week? Only two touchdowns this season, but again, no Henry Ruggs, Deshaun Jackson integrating himself in the offense. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, um, he's actually he's becoming more of that. If he gets a touchdown, he will um, he will will save your fantasy week. He, you know, he's not really become or being that that wide or. I almost said wide receiver because that's kind of what he's been, but that tight end that everybody's used to of the it's between him, Kittle, and Kelsey on, yeah. on who's and Andrews on who's going to be a, the top dog this week. So he's he's actually uh, tight end seven right now in, in PPR leagues. So you know, last week he had six points, and the week before that against the Giants he had sixteen. You know, after week one he had nineteen targets in week one. Everybody thought awesome we're gonna have the same old waller but since then he he really hasn't done as much so it's basically going to be a he'll probably be hyper targeted because each week i think he's getting uh multiple receptions or multiple targets but yeah last week he had four four receptions um out of seven targets week nine he had 11 targets so yeah he's still getting targeted but It'll be up to the Bengals to stop him, which they're, they've kind of been middle of the pack this year against tight ends. So hopefully, hopefully we can keep that up and, and kind of keep Darren Waller in the closet. Yeah, the great one says, uh, I think Von Bell and Jermaine Pratt should be doubling on Waller. I think that's a mismatch for the Bengals, if that's the case, quite honestly. Um, we know yeah. that Von Bell is more of an in-the-box guy. He's he's done some things in pass coverage before, but um, he has also been exposed in deeper parts of the field. Jermaine Pratt has had an up-and-down year. I think this is a game, and this is a player wherein the Bengals specifically will really be missing Akeem Davis-Gaither in that athleticism mm-hmm. there. I think that that would be a guy that you would use quite often in this, uh, in this type of scenario in the shorter routes there. So interesting matchup situation for the Bengals and uh with, with darren waller there so let's uh the, the only other thing i i guess we could say in terms of players and this in the Bengals raiders game there's josh jacobs obviously a talented back the Bengals are currently despite some of their recent struggles in terms of team rushing yards allowed they are sixth best in the nfl currently um, they are giving up over four yards of carry. They do. They have given up nine touchdowns on the ground. But um, by by my calculations here and what I'm looking at, the Bengals have the sixth best run defense. It looks like in terms of rushing yards allowed. So you know that bodes well for them in this game. Not so much for Josh Jacobs fantasy owners, per, perhaps. Yeah. So um, Josh Jacobs oddly is the kind of running back to where if you know, he's, he's that plotter. He's that, you know, while they're ahead, just keep running him to kind of burn out the clock. So if he, if the Raiders are winning, he, it's like week after week after week, if they're winning, he's getting fantasy points. If they're losing, he's, he's not really doing anything. So let's just hope for our sake, he doesn't really do anything this week. Yep. That is correct from a Bengals perspective, for sure. One more player yeah. I want to focus in on, and then, of course, um, if you've got a couple of others maybe that you want to talk about and or th- uh, you know let people know that you think they would uh, be wise to start or sit them. Uh, one guy that's been emerging, I was not impressed with this guy early in the season. Um, there seemed to be, quite honestly, there was a lot of... Um, I it was kind of like a lesser version of rookie Andy Dalton. Really. Um, it's just a lot of dink and dunk. It was very safe. It wasn't very statistically pretty. Um, now he's begun as a quarterback to assert himself play. Well, he played well last week against the Browns and now he's got the Patriots 
at, I believe, six and four at this point in time. And they are in the thick of the wild card race. They currently, if the playoffs were to start today, they would be having a spot. And of course, I'm talking about Mac Jones, who plays tonight against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, and it is in Atlanta. So there's that to take into account. But the Atlanta, you saw what happened with Atlanta last week. Um, they've been a real mixed bag on a lot of different fronts. What, what what do you make of Mac Jones going forward? Is this a guy who's getting comfortable and is uh, starting to maybe give Jamar Chase a proper run for the money in Rookie of the Year talks and, and the stats will start getting there? Or was there just a, is this just kind of a little bit of an anomaly and he is putting up some numbers that um, – aren't really sustainable, at least not for his rookie year. Yeah, so um, he he doesn't really do a whole lot as far as uh, yardage totals go, um, which is it, – it's kind of odd. But, you know, with, it, he's scoring those touchdowns. And as long as he continues, you know, if you think he's going to – I'm trying to do two things at once and it's not working. Um, as long as he is throwing the the two touchdowns, you know, he, he that famous stat line um, Andy Dalton was famous for, 250 and two. If he can get you 250 yards and, and a couple touchdowns here and there, then he, he could definitely, definitely uh, perform well for you. So it's just a matter of, of is he going to keep that up and get those touchdowns for you? But yeah, as far as um, betting goes, the the whole I I thought Jamar Chase was almost a shoe in, and he's just kind of steadily week after week after week just doing the whole. Um, I don't I don't know if you call him game manager or, or maybe you would, but he just he's doing what he needs to do to win each week, and and unfortunately for you know he's not doing the the. Um, Justin Herbert and blowing everybody out of the water and it, you know, outdoing Justin Jefferson, but I'm just afraid it, it is more or less a quarterback driven league. So I don't think that if he keeps continuing to do what he has been doing, I, I think it'll be him for the rookie of the year for sure. Yeah. And the issue is, you know, he's, throwing the ball, you know, 25 to 35 attempts usually, right? I mean, so he's getting the ball and doing something with it a number of times. You've got Najee Harris, who has also been in the talk of, of Rookie of the Year, who's getting 20-plus touches a game, obviously, as a runner and a, and a pass catcher. And then you've got Jamar Chase, who's getting maybe 10 targets a game, right? A 12 targets yeah. a game. So, yeah. and then, you know, you're talking about seven catches, eight catches max. And so, you know, when you look at the actual volume, I guess that, that also plays into that, but I mean, you can't deny what Jamar Chase has done with the opportunities he has been given. And obviously this chatter is picked up as the Bengals have backslid the last couple of games that they've had and Chase has been quiet. And then you've got the rise of some of these other teams like a Patriots. And of course their fan base, of course their market, um, that's always going to be a bit louder, perhaps nationally than the Bengals. Yeah. Fan base. Hey, hey, don't don't discount uh, Hootay Nation too much because we've we've been been able to do quite a few things this year. Oh, I'm not discounting them. I'm just <laughs> I'm talking from a national perspective. Right. A yep. lot of times, the Patriots, the Steelers, they get more love, right or wrong. They get more love than do the Bengals. Let's. We're going to transition here a little bit. Um, actually, before we do, did, did I forget anyone or did you want to highlight anyone else that you feel should be sat or played this week aside from some of those guys we touched on there? Yeah, one one guy I definitely wanted to mention was uh, CJ Uzama this week. He is uh, currently tied in uh, 17 in consensus ranks. And I think it, you know, he's wearing the colors that he wore in or they're wearing the jerseys they wore in the Baltimore game. So he's obviously going to blow up like he did that week. Right? No, but, but from a more analytical perspective, um, like I said before, uh, the Raiders are ranked 31st against tight ends. So you can definitely attack them there. So I just, I look to see uh, a, quite a few more targets for CJ this week. Okay, I, I, we talked about that a little bit. Wherein the Bengals may and and 
there was a tweet by Mike Petraglia who covers the Bengals. I, you know, I think it was at the beginning of their bye week. Essentially, there was some comment about Brian Callahan talking about efficiency, talking about getting more guys involved and maybe doing a little bit more of the controlled passing, getting uh, guys like Boyd and, and Uzama a bit more involved to really sustain drives. So um, I, I think that that's, that's going to be key, and, and we could see that as soon as right after the bye. We're going to get to just a snapshot of one of our leagues, the one that uh, Derek spearheads through the sleeper app. We're going to do some lines in terms of, you know, games and which ones to pick, survival picks, all that kind of stuff. So we will get those going for you. And if you have a question, leave that in one of the live chats we have going here, whether that is on YouTube, whether that is Cincy Jungle's Facebook page or one of a handful of Twitter accounts. He's Derek Davis, a.k.a. The Orange Arrow. I'm Anthony Cazenza. This is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast, part of the Cincy Jungle Podcast Network. That also includes Orange is the New Black from Ace and Zim. And, of course, Coach Speak and Chalk Talk with Matt Minnick. All of us will be joining forces tomorrow afternoon, Friday afternoon, for a roundtable. Looking forward to that. Answering a couple of listener questions as well as... Uh, just kind of talking and seeing where things where where we're gauging where things are at with the Bengals at this point in time, how important this game is against the Raiders. So should be a good time. And then next week we will be coming at you next Wednesday night to kick off your Thanksgiving festivities. And we'll be having Tim McGee join us, former Bengals wide receiver joining us and current uh, pregame postgame host on WLW uh, radio great guest one of our favorite guys and uh, he is set to join us then so looking forward to that so keep all of that in your minds as well as the post game show on sunday sandwiched in between those two shows there and of course before we get to the sleeper league this show in particular is presented by symbol s-i-m-b-u-l-l and the website at symbol.com slash obi i get you know Derek. I get some stuff from our listeners talking about which way the slash is, whether it's backslash, forward slash, I don't know. So I'm kind of just going generic, real generic and saying just slash OBI for the web, <laughs> website address. I don't know if you have a a take on that or not, but that's, that's yeah, where I'm sitting with this. I always say backslash. I, I don't know if it's right or not, but. <laughs> it depends. I guess it depends on how you look at it and depends on. Uh, what, maybe what, what, if you're right-handed, left-handed, maybe that has something, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. At any rate, symbol S I M B U L L and the new website symbol.com backslash OBI. Uh, if you go <laughs> there, you can sign up and symbol in case you are unaware is the, it's like stock market for sports. You can buy shares of teams like their stocks and uh, have some fun with it make some money whether it's a short-term play where you put in some money and then you quickly make some and pull pull that money out of there or you are a long-term investor you, you really commit to a team or two and let it ride let it play out because you see a long-term potential for some money there you can do it that way either way you got to go to symbol.com backslash obi and use the promo code obi because uh, when you sign up and submit at least a some sort of a, de a deposit up to $500, they give you a 90-day protection guarantee of that deposit up to $500, meaning if you go in there and you start tinkering around, you're not liking the product, you're not making money, you're losing money, they're going to protect your investment and you can take it out of there at any point during the 90 days. That is how confident they are in their product. That is how confident they are that you will be able to make money on, in the Symbol platform. So go check it out, symbol.com backslash OBI. Use the promo code OBI, sign up, and get that 90-day protection of your uh, of your investment there with Symbol. Good stuff. We're happy to be partnering with them once again. And uh, it's a very appropriate sponsorship given this particular show. So uh, at any rate, let's move on. And I appreciate, I see, I see the great one saying, fellas, I like your style and subscribe. Hey, we love the subscribers. Thank you. Appreciate that. I think I've seen the great one. I've seen you, I think on the past couple of streams. So it's great to, great to have you joining us. And thanks again for your support there. Now, 
Thanks. Let's go to the sleeper. I will not, I will be kind, Derek, and I will not pull up last week's results. We'll just gloss right over that in case anyone is wondering. <laughs> Derek and I went head to head, but we won't, we won't do that. I'm not, I, I'm going to be a gentleman and a, uh, a classy, classy participant. Um, oddly Act enough, like you've been I, there, right? Exactly. Just hand the ball to the ref. <laughs> hand the ball to the ref. That's it. Uh, yep. So, hey, you know, this week I was, I, you know, I looked at this a little bit earlier and I tinkered around it, this percentage in terms of possible win, winner and loser boy. And boy, what a, what a barn burner we've got here to two and eight team against a three and seven team. Whoopee. Uh, <laughs> it's the but, Dolphins against the Jets. Yeah, there you go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh God. Uh, so uh, this was, I think I, I was in a mid or low thirties percentile in terms of possibility to win. And that has flipped because I, I made a couple of changes here. And the changes I made, I did put Claypool back in for James Washington. He is questionable. Was was he the, a COVID? I can't remember what, what he missed, why he missed last week. There was some issue no, there. Uh, yeah, click on him real quick. I think I think he actually had an, uh, an injury that he's been, a nagging injury that he's been dealing with um uh toe yeah there you go oh yeah. yeah toe injury that's right and they they said it, it actually threatened him to be out for the year which i think it, they ultimately decided not to not to do that yet so yeah, yeah they, the gosh, toe injuries are hard toe. especially for receivers yeah if it's a t- turf toe deal that's that's yeah. not fun but uh he did return to practice in a limited fashion so they're thinking he's going to go this week at least in some form or fashion, he's a guy that just is, you know, he can kind of be feast or famine where he gets in from a fantasy perspective where he can get into the end zone. I did insert for the first time in a while, Kenny Galladay back into the lineup. Uh, and then I did put in AJ Dillon, who is projected to have a pretty decent day as well. So those are some of the changes I made. I sat Robbie Anderson after getting a touchdown catch last week. I sat James Washington after getting a touchdown catch last week. And then, of course, the buy with Henderson. I had to, I had to have him take a seat. But um, I, I sat Anderson in Washington. And I guess that's where I kind of want to get your advice there because I kind of feel like their performances last week and both of them getting a touchdown catch was a little bit flash in the pan. Um, maybe Arizona not really having film on Cam Newton and what the Panthers were going to do with with him last week, and then of course Washington stepping into a bigger role because Claypool was out last week. Yeah, so um, I I I agree with you this week. Um, if if Claypool doesn't play, I think Washington could actually be a a, a pretty good bet this week. And well, I hate to say that because you don't even know who the quarterback is going to be yet uh, between uh, Ben and uh, Rudolph. So it it'll it'll be it'll be interesting to see kind of what what they do as far as. Uh, that goes. And then of course they're going up against uh, the chargers defense, which hasn't really been as good as uh, you know, we thought that they would be, but they're still, still a pretty tough defense nonetheless. So, and then um, like, like you said, just with, with uh, Cam Newton and Robbie Anderson, you really don't know what Cam's tendencies are going to be. Is he going to, be last year's Cam Newton, or is he going to, um, you know, be Cam Newton from from a couple years ago in Carolina? So it'll be interesting to see kind of what he does for that. But yeah, Robbie Anderson has been the guy that he just—it's like week after week, you never know. He was—he's been getting the targets. I—I I can't remember how many targets he has on the year, but um, he's—he had been getting the targets. He just wasn't kept coming down with the ball, so. It'll, it'll, yeah. it'll be interesting to see if, uh, if Cam can be an upgrade for him. Yeah, I've, I do have Gesicki on the on the bench there, a guy who's who's pretty talented, but I, I just can't play him over Kelsey. I mean, that's just not yeah. going to happen. So, uh, yeah, and then, of course, I, we talked about Jacobs earlier. I do have Jacobs there, so he does have a questionable designation. Um, he's He was limited on, on Wednesday, so we'll – We'll see there. He does have a knee issue, but um, uh, yeah, we'll Wednesdays are most mostly those uh, those veteran rest days, and you'll see a lot of guys pop up with that questionable mark on Wednesdays. Um, 
So it'll we'll we'll kind of have to wait and see Thursday, Friday, Saturday what what he does. But yep. So that's a look into my high quality team there, and a couple of moves that I made to uh, to to get to get hopefully in on a winning streak for maybe the first time this entire season. So uh, let's let's cross your fingers there. Appreciate the advice. And real quickly, before we get to the lines and some games and close things up, you created that league. I want to give you uh, uh, some props there because this is a charity league that benefits the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund. Uh, if you want to tell us a little bit about that, I, I'd like to give you a little bit of a platform to talk about what you did there because you've raised quite a bit of money and this thing has grown in just its second year. Yeah, actually, uh, we went from 24 players to 40 players this year. And um, if you remember last year, kind of what we what we do is uh, as we get closer and closer to uh, the the playoff push for fantasy football, um, it's it's one big league, but we're, we separated it into four individual leagues, and it's a lot of fun because not only are you competing against guys in your league, but once we get into the playoffs, and the championship ends up being the high score of all, uh, I guess it would be eight players. Um, ends up winning winning the the entire league so and i've got a bunch of uh really cool gifts and stuff like that for for the winner we've got a uh, joe burrow uh jersey that we're going to be doing oh, wow. and then um i think lfg cincy uh donated a shirt we've got a couple other shirts that we're going to donate and then we've got a uh a trophy for the winner as well so yeah it's, it's well, just the thing that i do <laughs> I will not be receiving any of those gifts just based on my record, yeah. but go ahead. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's something I, I, I wanted to do uh, to benefit the Joe Burrow hunger relief fund. We, we've uh, collected over a thousand dollars for, for that charity this year. And just, I'm hoping year after year after year, just to let it keep growing. Hopefully we'll have thousands of Bengals fans in this league at, at one point in which, that might be. Um, I might have to start delegating at that point, but yeah, uh, it'll <laughs> be it'll be a lot of fun. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, I appreciate you doing that. And look, I mean, I a lot of people who listen to our show know know what we did on our show a few months back with the the charity fest, with you know, just kind of tagging on with the Ring of Honor, and it's just I don't know. I have a I have a big soft spot for helping out charities and doing some of these things, and people that do that, and, and you know, it's not it's time consuming to do some of these things. So I, I want to recognize you and, and, you know, give you kudos for that because it's, it's a really cool thing. Um, and these impacts do not go unnoticed. There was a story this week, uh, just Anthony Munoz and his foundation gave out, yeah. I think bought pizza and, and shoes and stuff for like 33, 35 kids at a particular school, helping out kind of the underprivileged and it's stuff like that. And, and not that necessarily the money that we generated went directly to that. But when you support, my point is when you support a Joe Burrow hunger relief fund, when you support a Munoz foundation, Ken Riley foundation, and you see those things um, it's kind of these, these donations in action type of thing, it feels like. So um, kudos to you for, for creating that league and not saying, Hey, I want, you know, I'm doing this for money or let's, let's gamble type of thing. It's, it's for charity. And, uh, I think that's really cool, man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get out of here with some lines, some survival picks, etc. Uh, I don't know if you've got your eyes on some this week. The Thursday nighters are always, always a different one. Um, the, I believe the Patriots were at home last week against the Browns. It's usually kind of how they do that when they when a team travels Thursday night. They usually have a home game the, the Sunday before. Um, they are on the road and are six-and-a-half-point favorites against the Falcons. That is the one to kick off the schedule tonight, at least as of this live recording tonight. Um, and then you've got a really – different one Buffalo and Indianapolis Buffalo like so many AFC teams has been great one week and pretty awful the next they are a touchdown favorite at home over the Colts the Ravens same deal mixed bag five point favorites over the Bears in Chicago that could prove to be a tricky one for them the Browns and the Lions does that one stick out to you Lions 11 point dogs in Cleveland no pun intended on the dogs uh <laughs> with uh, what Cleveland showed last week. I don't know. Uh, what, what's sticking out to you this week? 
Yeah, so um, betting-wise, a lot of lines that I liked this week was that – you mentioned that that Detroit. I, I I like Detroit plus eleven against Cleveland. H yes, even though they haven't won a game yet this week or this year, Detroit has stayed relatively close with with almost all the teams, Bengals aside, um, that they've played. So I I like that one as far as bets go. And then um, Atlanta plus seven and a half. That one. The tonight that one was really speaking to me uh i like the home dog thing um you know they're they're spotting seven and a half points or seven points i think in in a lot of leagues six and a half i see you got there so yeah, six uh, and a half but there are some uh i think it's Play yeah you Sugar got house and unibet have them at seven uh so yeah six and a half to seven seems to be the range yeah and um i just I, I think Atlanta is not – they're not a terrible team and they're not really a good team. And New England had that, that huge game last week. So, you know, Vegas thinks that they're they're going to just bounce back and, and have another plus touchdown game. And I just – I really don't see it going on the road to Atlanta like that. And then, of course, we've got our Bengals. Um, Bengals right now, they started as a one to one-and-a-half point favorite. And um, it's it's a, there's been a lot of money come in on the Vegas side. There, I think in a, a lot of places they've came all the way down to a pick 'em. Um, looks like you're actually getting, yeah, you're still getting Bengals minus one in uh, a bunch of leagues. Look like Fanduel. Fanduel so, staying away from it. <laughs> yep. Fanduel's got, and if, if you went on to Fanduel's uh, website, they've probably got it as a pick 'em now as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that one I like that, and then uh, the Bengals. Actually, the Bengals team total is uh, at twenty four and a half right now, and I like the over on that one. Essentially, as we know, kind of how Vegas has traditionally done lines with with games. Um, essentially, home teams are usually two two to three. They, they're usually spotted two to three points. So essentially, they're kind of saying that the Bengals are you know, favorites in general, even on the road in this one. Uh, so if they were at home, this would probably be a four point line. It would seem a three point line, something to that effect um, for the Bengals it, based on this one point swing there. But yeah, look, I, I mean, I, I, there's so many things that make me feel like, you know, some of the wheels are wobbly on the Raiders right now, based on all the off season stuff off field stuff rather that they've had to go through. And there's just only so much that they can take. Uh, some of the some of the feelings for me say you know the Bengals have just not been themselves these past two weeks or maybe they have been themselves these past two weeks and so just a really really interesting game two teams again that parallel have a lot of parallels with each other I do like what you said about I don't like Detroit beating Cleveland I don't think that that right. is is necessarily going to happen maybe they can build upon what they what they had last week and that tie against the Steelers. But again, no Ben Roethlisberger, no Chase Claypool in that one. You've got Cleveland, and every time Cleveland and Baker seem to be down in the dumps, and then they get this get-right game where they host a winless Detroit Lions game, it just seems like that's going to be something that uh, will work in the Browns' favor. But I don't know. I, I it, Like you said, for the most part, the Lions have been in every game and have been in every game late. With the exception of the Bengals game, it's it, I, I have to go look a little more closely at their schedule. But I mean, I remember a lot of games this year uh, where they've been pretty close, and so eleven yep. points, eleven and a half points in some some scenarios here. Uh, you know that that sticks out to me. If you are, are you still alive in your survival pool, or did you win it? I actually, yeah, I ended up winning last week. Uh, oh, nice. We went from sixty six, and then. These past couple of weeks have been hard on people. Um, I know. I, I think you ran into a little trouble with it this uh, this week mm-hmm. or last week. I can't remember what week that was. Last uh, week with, with Buffalo, yeah, with Jackson. Buffalo, yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, I ended up winning, and this week, I there's, I, I kind of just want to stick with, just go with, with what you know in uh, Tampa Bay. Um, that one, the that one was the one that was really speaking to me this week. You could. Maybe you could take the Browns or um, 
if you, if you still have them, if they're still available, pick a team like um, like New England tonight. But uh, yeah, I just I really like Tampa Bay this week. Yeah, Tampa Bay ten and a half or eleven point favorites over the Giants, hosting the Giants. Now Brady has had traditional issues against the Giants, but it is not the same team as he has struggled in those big games. With uh, it, it, and look, I mean, if you're talking about Tom Brady, you're talking about how Tampa lost a bad one last week against Washington. They're they're not yeah. gonna uh, Tom Brady's not gonna sit around and let that let that happen. I don't think. Um, in terms, and of I know. I know not a sponsor or anything, but do you have do you have ESPN Plus by chance? I believe I do. They have Tom Brady has a documentary, and I'm going to have oh, to. Yeah. I'm probably going to get Disney Plus just for that because I've heard <laughs> I've heard a lot of great things about it. I was never a Tom Brady fan, of course. You know he he has won way too many times, and and I I, I resented him for it, but. Um, now that he's in Tampa, you know, he's, he's Tampa Tom, he's fun, you know, fun Tom and all that. And I've, I've kind of enjoyed him a little bit more. So I definitely want to look into, uh, to watching that. Yeah. Uh, I will probably watch that at some point as well, but, um, yeah, I, I, I there's always a Tom Brady hype thing going on. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it feels like you can watch a lot of that stuff, but at any rate, um, that's going to do it for us this week. I know you announced this week that you're kind of taking a little bit of a break from your from your channel. Um, it is still active. You do still have some videos up. So I, I do want to promote that if you are, uh, if you're looking to get some fantasy football advice and or at least look back at some of the things that Derek has done, you can go to the Orange Arrow Fantasy Channel. I don't know if you've got an update on that, if that's going to commence a little bit later. I know you've got a lot of different personal scheduling things going on, but yeah. uh, I, I assume that you will be back on that channel at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I wanted to take a few weeks off of it. Um, hopefully be able to um, restart this back up come the fancy playoffs. Uh, if, if I was a football player, I'd, I'd be a limited participant right now because um, you know, with, with family things and stuff like that, just trying to, Trying to get the schedules all down. Going going back to night shift has been. I thought it would be an easy transition, but it hasn't been as easy as I thought it would be. So, just trying to get get the the routine back down and and be able to, able to do stuff like that. So, yeah, I I just I can't wait to uh, to get back into it. Well, I hear you. We're gonna still be leaning on you for fantasy football advice on our channel if you don't mind, but. Um... You can still keep it there. You can still subscribe to his channel. He will be back in, in a little bit, kind of adding more videos, just taking a brief hiatus, um, but still giving us some great advice. Derek, have a have a good week. How are you how are you watching this game this week? You just chilling at home watching it? I'll be nope. I will be um we're we're planning on it anyway, going to uh Butterbees in Portsmouth. Uh some friends of ours that are we we met actually just being season ticket holders live uh near portsmouth so we'll be going to not butterbees but b-dubs uh okay. to watch the game over there so with them nice. but uh real quick i just want to mention it says i just got a notification that says sounds like a uh a long shot for cordero to play this week so without cordero i it'll be really difficult to see if or to that that seven atlanta's plus seven uh plus seven and a half or whatever. I don't like it as much if Cordero does not play. So it may be wait to make that bet. Yeah. And obviously with the, the short week that, that is impacting things, I would, I would assume there. So um, yeah, thanks for that late update here. Enjoy your week 11. Hopefully you take heed of Derek Davis's advice a.k.a. the Orange Arrow, and uh, you can see him at Bengals Home Games coming up. Section, what is it, 158? Is that where you guys chill out? Section 158, yep. Yeah, Absolutely, that's, that's I'll be there. Uh, and I wanted to, uh, real quick, I wanted to give a quick shout-out. Today is my brother's 25th birthday, and I know I wanted to give you, your family, a, a happy birthday as well. I think you said tomorrow and and Saturday is their birthdays. So, happy birthday, Nate! Love you, little brother. Yeah, happy birthday, Nate! 
Uh, is he a Bengals fan? He is. Yes, he's he's actually he's more of a uh, a college football guy. He's got okay. an Ohio State basement and everything else. So uh, he's he's more of a more of a college football fan. But yeah, he he definitely likes the Bengals. Well, t- tell him happy birthday from me and from us, and uh, hope it's a good one. And I, I appreciate. Yeah, it's my mom and dad's birthday back to back on on Friday and Saturday. So, um, and then it's my my youngest son's birthday on the twenty third. So it's bam, bam, bam. Uh, wow, so, yeah, yeah, a lot of birthdays, a lot of birthdays, and uh, happiest of birthdays to your to your brother. Thank you for your contributions to this show, Derek, and for what you do for Bengals Nation and and what you did with your your fantasy football league. I'm Stoked to be a part of it again, and hopefully you continue that on in the future. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Again, get this show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Subscribe through your favorite audio streamer. It's the Cincy Jungle Podcast channel, where the Orange and Black Insider, Orange is the New Black from Ace and Zim, Coach Speak, and Chalk Talk from Matt Minnick are all on that channel. We're pumping out content basically every day of the week for you, including weekends. If you want to talk post-game shows and everything, we got all kinds of stuff. Another fun one with Derek today. Appreciate it. Everybody enjoy the rest of your week and we'll get you more and more content to come. Thanks everybody. Thanks Derek. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.